Uh, thank you so much, Dana and, and JP. Um, that beautiful message and song. Um, we'll reflect on that as I as I share with you today. A lot of lot of um, feedback here, guys. <clears throat> the um, hasn't it been good to worship? It's just beautiful, and thank you, musicians and um, music team, for sharing such um, such beautiful music uh, this morning as well. It's um, it's make, making it hard for us to leave, actually, and um, fortunately, Lauren's helped to to make it easier by not uh, <laughs> not giving us keys. Yeah, and uh, but we we are going to miss you guys. Um, Loved, we've loved ministry here at Springwood. Over the last um, number of weeks, we've been focusing on uh, that little letter of Paul to the Ephesians. And uh, last week, I was I was sharing in front church, and and when you're in the pulpit in the front church, you can actually look across and see. Um, what's happening up the front here. And I could see I'd started well there and, um, and Caitlin still wasn't up the front here and I can see the same has happened today where Joe's been operating for a little bit before um, I've, I've, I've got up here. But uh, bear with us. We have um, a message, a shared message that, we, that we're both sharing this morning focused on Ephesians chapter 4. And to know that we are living loved in the diversity of our oneness that we have in Jesus. And in that letter to the Ephesians, I just need to give you a little bit of a reminder of where we've been. Um, coming back to Ephesians 1, where Paul starts off by praying two simple words there for us. He's praying that, the, that God the Father and the Son give each of us both grace and peace. Such simple words and yet such incredible depth of meaning attached to each. Grace. Grace, the incredible kindness and generosity of God, Father, Son and Spirit in, in, in putting that plan together way back in time of eternity of, of, of having that provision of Jesus coming and dying on the cross um, should, should we so need it, um, that we might have eternal life in him. And uh, what an incredible privilege that's there. And Ephesians paints it so beautifully where, where Paul says, you know, it's only by grace that you have been saved. It's not of works. So none of us need to be boasting about how good we are. We can recognise our humanity, our, our sinfulness. We can recognise that and, um, and, and, and be thankful and appreciative of the incredible gift of God's grace. Haynes, a heads up to you, mate. Proud of you, brother. Um, we, um, we have that grace of God, the gospel of the good news of salvation in Jesus, not our own works. And peace, it's not just that peace of serenity that we so often think about, but it's that peace of knowing that we're at one with God. 
and one with our fellow man. That's the Jewish mind of, of, of thinking of peace. One with God, one with our fellow human being. And, and Paul goes on in Ephesians, in Ephesians chapter 2 in particular, and, and chapter 3, where he focuses on that, on that sense of peace, of oneness that we have in Christ. And he talks about the mystery of God, where uh, it's, it's a mystery to us because it's this incredible generosity of God where it's not just about the Jews and, and, and the Jewish race, but that it's open to the Gentiles. It's open to all of us to have salvation in Jesus. And, and he's, Paul's paving the way where in Galatians he, he, he speaks it out even more clearly where he says there's neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female, slave nor free. We are all one in Christ Jesus, all one in him. What an incredible oneness that we have um, because of Jesus. And, and Paul talks about it quite a bit through Ephesians where he talks about our unity with Jesus, uh, our unity in the death of Jesus and also in the resurrection of Jesus, that it's like you and I are now seated in the heavenly places because that's where Jesus is. And so it's like we're already there. So my friends, I want you to take away from here the incredible assurance of faith that we can have, knowing that our salvation is secure because of Jesus. We don't have to doubt what's there for us in the future. The future is secure because of what Jesus has done for us. Right at the end of of chapter 3 of Ephesians, Paul prays this amazing prayer and um, he's inviting us to take on Jesus into our lives. And I'm going to share a little bit more of that um, as we progress. But I'm, I want to share a story by way of illustration. It's from Max Licardo. It's a little book that he wrote some time back called A Gentle Thunder, Hearing God Through the Storm. And in it, he describes two sons of the king who brought their father a question. And the question was, um, is a gentleman born or made? And the father said, um, like any wise father says, what do you think? And uh, one of the sons says, oh, I, think, I, th I, th I think a, a, a gentleman born a gentleman. And the other said, no, that's not right. He said, oh, I think a man becomes a gentleman by training and discipline. And uh, the king looked at both his sons and he issued them a challenge. And he says, I'm going to give you a week to go and find something that proves your case, that supports, supports your, your, uh, the case that you're presenting. And, uh, and come back to me at the end of the week and present that with, to me. And so the two sons departed in different directions. The, the son who believed a gentleman was, was made, not born, found his proof in, of all places, a tavern. And he'd ordered a cup of tea, as you do in a tavern, and he was amazed when he saw that the waiter was actually a cat. And this cat had been trained to stand on its hind legs and, and carry the tray with its front paws. And, and he wore a tiny uniform with a, with a hat 
and, and he was proof that a creature could overcome his nature with training and discipline. Well, the first son had his example. And if a cat can be changed, well, couldn't a man also? And so the prince purchased the animal and took him to the court. The other son wasn't quite as fortunate, and he'd searched the entire kingdom, uh, but was unable to find any support for his theory. He, re he returned home empty-handed, and what's worse, word had got out uh, about his brother's discovery, and news of the walking cat made him doubt his convictions. But then, just hours before the two were to appear before the king, he saw something in a store window that made him smile. And he made the purchase and he told no one about it. Well, the two sons entered the court of the king, each one carrying a box. And the first son announced that he could prove that a man could, be, could overcome any obstacle and become a gentleman. And as the king watched, the son presented the cat, dressed in a miniature court dress, uh, he gave the king a tray of chocolates. The king was stunned. His son was proud and the court broke into applause. What excellent proof. Who could deny the evidence of the walking cat? Everyone pitied the second son. But he wasn't discouraged. With a bow to the king, he opened the box he had brought releasing several mice into the court. Instantly, the cat scampered after the mice. The cat's true nature had been revealed and the point had been made. A walking cat's still a cat. You can change his clothes, you can teach him tricks, you can give him a hat and train him to walk and for a while he will appear to be changed but present him with the one thing that he can't resist and you'll be faced with an undeniable truth. A walking cat is still a cat. <laughs> you and I know that you can certainly um, develop skills along the road of life with, um, with discipline and, and, and practice and training. You can develop those skills and we've seen that evidence of recent times with the Olympics, and haven't they been amazing? Um, the, the skills of, of, of those who've put incredible effort and energy into the training process, and, um, and, and, and the number of, of gold um, awards and, and, um, and other awards that, uh, that we've received in Australia um, as medals, um, by, by our Olympians as evidence of that incredible um, skill of training. And so certainly skills can be developed with the disciplines of practice and training. But when it comes to becoming and being a Christian, it's an issue of the heart. It's an issue of deep change that's needed. It's being a follower of Jesus by rebirth with the fruit of the Spirit attributes. These are gifts that come through association. They come indirectly to us. You focus here and you get there. 
as a, in, in an indirect way, an indirect gift that becomes ours as a result of, of focusing on the giver. Focus on the giver and the gifts come along in, in, in its sway. And that's why as we come to Ephesians 4 and verses 1 to 6, you see a word that comes there uh, right at the start of Ephesians 4 and verse 1 and it says, therefore. And you wonder, why is that therefore? Therefore. Um, and, and, and it's there because of what preceded chapter 4. And if you look at what immediately preceded chapter 4, you'll see a, a passage of scripture that will go there if we, if we can. Uh, oh, let me turn this on, actually. Ha, I'm in control. Look at that. And, and, and in chapter four, in chapter three, Paul is praying that prayer that I mentioned earlier, where he's inviting that we each, it's, a, it's an intercessory prayer that Paul is praying on our behalf. And he's inviting that each of, each of us experience the love of Christ, though it's too great for us to fully understand. Um, the New International Verse, verse um, says it's, uh, it goes beyond knowledge. And, and that's the truth, because the experience of God in life goes way beyond knowledge. It goes to experience as well. And it goes on to, to say, um, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who's able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish, did you get this, what follows? What's it say? Infinitely more than all we might ask or think. There's God the Spirit at work in us, doing infinitely more in us than we might imagine for ourselves. God at work in us doing that, infinitely more. We need to focus on that, that word just briefly, if we would, because infinitely more comes from a, a Greek work. And, and Paul loved complex uh, Greek words. He was a, a scholar, and so he'd, he'd love to use these big words. But huper et perisuo is the word. And, and, and so it's a, a complex word. And, and if you take the word perisuo, that means abundant. Um, you know, when Jesus fed the 5,000 and there were uh, men only, uh, 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 on top of that, you know, women and children, um, and there were 12 basketfuls of food, it was the perisuo, the leftover that was there, the abundance um, that, that uh, Jesus had produced there. Ek is beyond that, so it's beyond that abundance. Um, it's over and above. And then hupa we get the word hyper, and doctors, you, you often use words associated with hyper, um, hypertension, hyper, hyperactive, um, you know what that is. And, and, um, you know, and so here it is, this, this superabundance that's there for us. And, and it's no wonder when you, we look at the various translations of that verse there in, in, um, in, Roman, in, um, 
Ephesians 3.20, they, they have trouble grasping the extent of what's available to us, the infinitely more than we can ask or imagine is what's available uh, to us in Christ Jesus. What an abundance that's there available at our disposal as we, as we take Jesus on board in our lives. Um, they're at our disposal. So, with that in mind, we come to Ephesians chapter 4, and I know I'm just getting there, um, but in, in verses uh, 2 onwards, it talks about some of the characteristics of those who have taken Jesus on board in their life. And we needed that preface to it because we're tempted to, to go down the moral improvement track of, okay, I'm just going to focus in these different areas, these different characteristics that are being spoken about, and I'm going to work hard at improving my humility. And when in reality, we focus on the gift, we focus on the giver, and the gifts come in this way. And so the humility of Jesus becomes our humility by association. Ashley Brilliant um, it was, it was a, a person who, who thought up many different um, phrases in a, in, a short, in a short sentence. But one of these that he shared was a beauty. And it says, children who come from happy homes learn to speak love as their native language. Isn't that the truth? So by association in a home environment where there's happiness and joy and love that's shared, children take that on board in how they live out life. And I know that you as parents are focused on building home environments where that is the case, where they can learn to speak love as their native language. We want to focus on that as a church family as well, where, where, where the love of God is paramount in, 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 uh, in, in our focus, where we can learn to speak love as our native language also. So, oops, back one. In, in verse 2 onwards, Paul says these words, Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together. There's that beautiful word again, peace. United with God, united with our fellow man. Um, you know, incredible words. You look at those, each of those words, humble, gentle, patient, making allowance for each other's faults, love, keeping yourselves united in the spirit. Each of those words and phrases are a reflection of what it takes to build community. It builds bridges of community with each other. And it's no wonder that they are the actual fruit of, you know, some of the fruit of the spirit that are on display there. And it's no wonder that they are the very characteristics of God himself. And so by association, by taking Jesus on, on, on board in life, um, by what 
what uh, Dana was sharing in that uh, song this morning. As we, as we get to know God, Jesus, better and better, more of him takes, take, takes, takes root in our lives. And it becomes who we are. Not by our focusing on the fruit, but by our focusing on the, um, the, 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 the giver through the roots uh, that we grow down into his love. And, and Paul goes on to, to say, boy, you're jumping one on me. Now these are the gifts God gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. And their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church of the body of Christ. There's a, um, these are, are talents that, are, that, that, that God gives to different ones in the church. And um, we focused on that in the children's story there. Um, Shannon, thank you so much for sharing the uniqueness of, of each one of us, who we are, and the, in, um, the gifts that God gives to, to each, of one, each one to share, to share with others. And as we together as church family share those gifts with each other, what an incredible unit we become, united, one in spirit um, through that sharing of, the, uh, of, of those gifts. At spring, it's, not a, uh, it's not a cookie cutter. This will continue. Sorry, I'll, let, me, let me go there first. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ himself. And it's not a cookie-cutter unity that's being spoken of here, where we all have to think and, and, and act and, and do the same as each other. The uniqueness of each one of us. Max, you're unique. And we're thankful for that. Um, one of a kind, yeah. And, and, and that uniqueness is, is what we have to offer each other. And... Um, and it's, it's, it's incredible how that all combines to make up the whole. You know, here at Springwood, we have far more uh, different ministries and roles than what Paul is just outlining there. And my, um, my associate, uh, Pastor Joe, has, uh, has, has been instrumental in putting together our, our church structure that we have here at Springwood. And you might be able to read that there, but we're going to... Um, this is a, a works in progress. It's a live document that we've that we put together in, for our ministry placement committee as to how we structure ourselves as church family and the uniqueness of each one to that overall, uh, overall structure of who we are as church family. We've, we've, we've positioned it sideways because we, we, we're not a hierarchy as a church. We're all equally important to uh, who we are as church. And so that's why we've, 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 we have a sideways movement um, with, those, with those different roles that are there on display. And we, we are just so... We are incredibly blessed at, script, in, at Springwood with, with the many different talents that, that, uh, that you share in Springwood Church that makes us family together. And I want to challenge us all, 
to recognise, first of all, who God is to us, what he's done for us, how special we are, and to recognise the gifts that God's given to us and to be sharers of those gifts uh, with each other in church family. I want to share something that's pretty um, deep and personal in my own journey, and I've shared some of this in the past uh, with you. It goes back a bit in terms of my ministry, where I experienced some heavy flack um, in my ministry for myself and for my wife at the time. Um, we were ministering at a church here in Queensland, and, um, and a petition was actually drawn up asking for us to, um, for, for us to be shifted. And, um, and part of that petition was because um, my wife wasn't an appropriate minister's wife. And, um, and I share that with you just, just because of the pain that it caused us as, um, as, as a unit together. And, um, and I partly pulled out a ministry in order to try and keep the togetherness of who we were, but, but also the incredible pain that was there um, in, in, in feeling the um, being pushed away um, in the gifts that I, that, that, that I had to share in ministry. And, I, I, and I'm sharing that with you today because I guess part of my reason for um, inviting a change in our ministry now is because I really love Springwood. I, I love that you love having us here at Springwood. Uh, and I wouldn't want it to get to a stage where, hey, you've had enough of me and you, you'd like me to move on. Um, it's, a, it's a painful process to go through. Um, so we moved to Sydney and, um, and my wife at the time didn't want to have anything to do with church and I was hanging on by a thread to church life. And, um, and, and there was a guy there in Sydney, you know, I felt like a leper. Um, I've mentioned that before, I felt like a leper going along to church. Um, but there was a guy there, Bob Atkins, who rang me up and he said, Kendall, I want you to be part of our team ministering to our teams at Wurrunga Church. And uh, it was a lifeline. He didn't realise it, but he'd thrown me a lifeline. And I grabbed hold of that lifeline and I became part of that team. And uh, it was such a blessing, such a blessing to be part of that team in ongoing ministry there in Wurunga. And I, I share that with you today because I know that there could well be some of you that are hanging on by the thread, by a thread in your Christian journey. And I want to encourage you to take hold of any opportunity that come your, comes your way at being involved in church life. Because involvement encourages your own personal journey with God and it can encourage others in their personal journey with God as well. Ashlyn, heads up to you for taking on board uh, prayer ministry um, with, our, with our, our, um, our prayer team. 
Um, I just didn't want to invite that for each of you. Recognise who you are in Jesus, chosen by God, um, loved by him, invited into an intimacy of community with God himself, themself. Invited to take on board the gifts, the fruit of the Spirit that Jesus has for us through association with Jesus in daily life. And then out of that overflow, out of that abundance of overflow that comes into your life, invited to share of that in church community together. God bless you as you take on board the challenge of being involved as church together in a unity of community for his glory.